You're listening to the GD Podcast, the official podcast of Gaming Dads. Legends in game, heroes at home. What's up, everybody? It's Mike Clay and David for the GD Podcast. And today, we're just touching base, giving a nice little summer update bringing a close to season one of our GD podcast episodes. I can start off with a a success. It's not really a dad success necessarily or a gaming success, but it's a personal one. This today we're recording by the time people hear this, it'll be, you know, much later in the summer, but today is May 30th and I have officially finished my sixth song a day may project my sixth year in a row so the tomorrow's song is the last song it's done it's recorded um i guess that's a little bit of self-promotion but for anybody who doesn't know i do this stupid thing that i started in 2016 which is where i try to write a song every day it's amazing (laughs) it is amazing and stupid (laughs) um i am quite proud of it because it really was just you know, the impetus started because I had deleted an old email that I was I was just getting tons of junk mail and stuff to it. And I was ready to start over with something for my like sound design career. So I wanted a new email. And what I didn't realize that was that the Google email was also connected to my YouTube login. So when I deleted the email, it also deleted my YouTube and I lost all of my, you know, recordings of of live shows and and things that I had done. So originally it started as an idea to like rebuild my YouTube with some music videos. Right. So I was like, I'm just going to do like, no matter how bad the songs are, I'm just going to do one a day for a month. I'll call it song a day. May I'll have 31 new songs and it'll be fun. And now it's like six years later and I, I just finished volume six. So now I just have to actually mix the, um, the songs for the album version, like all the YouTube videos are out there, but most of the mixes, you know, I just kind of go in and tweak them, make them a little more CD quality, give it a, a nice shine. And I usually put the CD out on June 9th because, well, at least in America, that's 69. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere else, it's 96, which is not a sexual innuendo that I'm aware of anyway. Maybe it is. Where can they get the CD once you master it? Bud? Oh, uh, it's all it's all digital, so I just put it up on Bandcamp. So my Bandcamp okay. is uh, is under Mom Fears My Music. Hell yeah! And uh, it's ten bucks for thirty one songs, so that's not bad. That's a steal. That's a steal. <laughs> um, but I got myself this bottle of Basil Hayden's Dark Rye, which Ooh. I've never had. I bought this in April, and I was like. I'm just going to, this is going to be like my celebration when Song of Day May is over. So as soon as the, I'm not going to drink the whole thing, I mean, but (laughs) as soon as the CD is over, I'm going to crack this bad boy open and just like, hopefully it'll be a nice summer night, sit outside, right? right, And just drink a little, drink a little nip on the porch. Hell yeah, Um, Yeah, not right now though, because it got freaking cold. The May, (laughs) the May storm came through and it went from being like 85 degrees to being fucking like 42 outside (laughs) but um how about you guys what's your what's your week been like what fantastic accomplishments have you done well i'm i'm in school right now well i say school i'm on an online course um, that has a a professional certificate at the end for it support um because i'm i've been looking to change careers for a while my body can't take doing manual labor for as long as I have and me be able to walk yeah. when I'm 60, you know? Sure. Yeah. yeah. So and well, and it pays more. Um, so I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to go try it. A lot of families in it. And uh, this week in two days, I clept five weeks of courses. Oh, damn. Um, so I am five weeks ahead as of yesterday. Wow. <laughs> um, and it's supposed to take me six months to finish the course. So um I found out they're not going to come after you thinking you had some like old cheat sheet, right? <laughs> like you got some no, robot to do it no. for you. So and it, well, it tells you because it tells you, Hey, if you can pass the test, that's all we care about. You don't even have to do okay. the work. Um, they're like now, it, so it's done through Google. So what they do, they don't tell you this, but like you can tell they're like, we use a system that involves cookies. Basically what they're saying, if you Google search the answer from your IP address, while on the course page, you're going to be like, look, you fucker, you, uh, you cheated. 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> like, right. like we get it. Um, but no, so I clept five weeks. Um, so I'm excited about that one step closer to being able to work from home and provide more for the family and nice man be an easier job now that I'm in my thirties wanting something just a little more melancholy. <laughs> yeah. See, that's like, I don't, I don't hate my job by any stretch of the imagination because it's, it's a good job. You know, I, I'm doing arts admin. I'm, I'm helping teachers, you know, art teachers and music teachers get work. I'm helping kids who have interest in art and music and drama find an outlet, find an education for it. Like it's all good soul fulfilling work. I'm just like tired in general of working for anybody, which is really, I mean, it's, it's probably coming from a place of privilege. You know, it's coming from that. Right, like, yeah. I want to be my own boss and I don't want to work for anybody. And, and you know, nobody's given me a piece, so I shouldn't have to give them a piece. And, you know, but I right. also can't deny it. I can't deny that, you know, I get frustrated when I'm like, oh, I have to get in the car and put a nice shirt on and go to work again. Especially since, pants. The, yeah, pants are the worst, man. The <laughs> pandemic, I did not, I didn't, I don't need pants to work, clearly. <laughs> Nor do I need to leave the house or pay $4 a gallon in gas. Like, I, I should oh, just be, God. it should just be working from home. I don't know. But, uh, you know, a lot of my job is, is face-to-face communication and and things like that and maintaining the facility right kind of falls on all of our shoulders but yeah i mean it, it's certainly the best um it's certainly the 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 best job i've i've had in a while because it it has a certain degree of flexibility and all that right. but it's just like i don't know it doesn't change the fact that i would rather you know get rich making music or doing podcasts <laughs> <Right>. or <laughs> You know, hey, we're trying with one of those. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so tell your friends, tell your friends, review us, recommend us on Facebook so we can read your review on the air. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But yeah, I mean, other than that, you know, it's a four day weekend for us in the US. This is or at least at least a three day weekend for me. Again, my job doesn't totally suck. I got a, an extra day for Memorial <laughs> right. Day weekend. So I have Friday off. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Mini vacay. Yeah, a little mini vacation. Yeah. And we don't have the kids this week either. You know, this was oh, this was baby. this was my co-parents right. uh, week with the kids. And this was also uh, a weekend that that Mel's daughter was was going to her dad. So it's just been us. Oh, and the new puppy. I forgot that the new puppy. The new puppy. Yeah, we got um a couple of weeks ago, we got a Bernadoodle. So a, what? Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. What is a? <laughs> I know what the doodle part stands for, right. but what's the Bernadoodle? That sounds like a torture technique. It does. It's, it's, <laughs> anytime you want to make a kid talk, you just burn a doodle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's it's it's. Can that please be the promo from here? <laughs> Gaming dads approved. How to make a kid talk. <laughs> <laughs> high class dad tested <laughs> interrogation techniques um no so obviously the doodle part is poodle so it's a half poodle and half right. Ber- bernie's mountain dog so they are like big monstrous shepherd type dogs oh and okay yeah i know what you're talking about now yeah okay yeah yeah so they're they're herders um, right. which is funny because when when like the kids go off in one room to do something and and Mel's in another room and I'm in another room the dog just stands in the center of the house in the in like the the library kitchen area and he's like just spinning in circles <laughs> like I don't know which what you need to all be together this is not how I function <laughs> yeah. um but it's crazy i mean i've always been a dog person and um you know, my kids, we had, we had dogs. One got, um, we had a shepherd and a golden retriever. And so when, when my ex and I were still together and the kids were really young, like I'm talking three and seven, um, the shepherd got stomach cancer and had to be put down. And we also found out that the youngest had an allergy to dogs. Um, so we then gave the retriever away to my brother to take care of because he has, you know, a family too. Um, so the kids, but the kids, like they really miss their, their pets. And, um, you know, it's been a few years. It's been, you know, three, three, four years, three and a half years, I think now. Um, and Mel had dogs before she had Italian greyhounds. She lost one of them and the other ones with the 
the X. So, um, but you know, it's something that my little one who of course is the one who's allergic to the dogs always right. talks about is like, he wants to be a vet and he misses donut and he want donut was the golden retriever. He misses donut and he wants, he wants a puppy and he wants all this stuff. And so we just tried to find something that was a little more hypoallergenic to help. Right. Him. We also got, you know, some, some HEPA filters and stuff for the, for the house to try and keep the dander down and all that. And the, the doodles, they don't shed. So that's a, that's a good thing. Right. It helps him. I mean, if it, if it like still licks all over his face, he may break out in hives, but just give him a little bit of Zyrtec and he's good, but man, it's fucking heartbreaking when a kid who wants a dog can't have it. And like this, this child's already, you know, He's seven. He's about to be eight. He's going to turn eight next week. But he, um, you know, he talks, he still talks about the divorce, even though he was really young when we separated, but he's still got memories of it. Um, And he like, it was the most beautiful thing. He laid on the floor with this dog whose name is Herschel. Um, the oh, breeders, awesome. the, the breeders named him Hershey because they were actually out near Hershey park in Pennsylvania, which is close, oh, okay. you know, close to where I am. But, um, so so his name was Hershey and we were like uh, diminutive names like that end in Y we've already got a mommy and a daddy and a penny and like all these like no so right. we just we just altered it a bit to, to Herschel which is like a, one of my favorite old man names I love a good Herschel <laughs> um, so he so my my youngest son Jude sat on the floor with Herschel on the second or third night that he was no it might have even been the first night and you know new place and all that so the dog's kind of whiny and he's just like whine and whine and real quiet to himself and jude lays on top of this dog and puts a hand on his head and says i understand herschel i know that you're sad i know what it feels like to be sad because my parents got a divorce and i just like i looked at melissa and i was like did you fucking hear that shit like this is exactly the kind of like healing that we were talking about because the, the the youngest the oldest one will talk about his feelings and about how he feels and what he wants and what he needs nonstop. But our youngest won't talk about that kind of stuff yet. So for him to like open up to the dog, we were just like, first of all, we were both like, okay, I'm not crying. You're crying. We're probably allergic <laughs> yeah. to the dog. Yeah. My eyes are watering. <laughs> but he was just like, he was just like, I know what it feels like to hurt. And I was like, oh man, this is like the first breakthrough of hopefully many. Right. So we've had this new puppy for a couple of weeks and it's, you know, it's reminded me very much how difficult it is to take care of an animal, um, <laughs> especially when you're incorporating it into a blended family. Right. Um, but, you know, bless Mel. She like trained her two Italian greyhounds. You know, she's like, we paid for the classes, so I'm going to do this shit right. She's got the fanny pack with the treats in it. <laughs> doing, no, we're going to work for 20 minutes on training and then he's going to get to sleep and then, you know, we'll do, we'll do a walk and I'm going to get him a thunder vest because it, you know, keeps him, it keeps him feeling, you know, safe and not anxious. I'm like, I, I'm just going to roll with it because you very clearly <laughs> seem to know what you're talking about. <laughs> So I don't know if you you got animals too, right? Yeah, we have. So we have cats, um, which aren't. I hate them. I hate them a lot. Yeah, they're the um, worst. Unfortunately, <laughs> I don't even know your cats, but I know uh, cats. It sucks because so like um, there's been stress and some outside friendships for me and my wife. Um, had to separate from a, a a short friendship about a year, year and a half with some friends. Okay. Uh, for like no fucking reason at all one of the bullshit so it hurt you know it was a painful experience and we're dealing with that and navigating the waters that those are and so i'm sitting here in the chair and you know how like as a dad you're just in a quiet room and now that it's quiet you have to deal with the shit you were trying to hide sure moment yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know because you're like i don't have to hold it in now so i'm sitting here and i'm like <sighs> okay here's what we're gonna do like just working through it emotionally and this cat comes up and won't leave my ass alone <laughs> and i'm like okay that's odd and then he does it to my daughter who was upset about something. He goes and lays on her. And I'm like, God damn it. We have to keep him because he's an emo he's, he's naturally goes to su emotional support. And I'm like, right. Fucking you had to be useful. Um, <laughs> I think you, you found the one it. cat that is. Yeah. And no offense well, to cat people out there. No yeah. Um, his name's giant and the girls love him. Um, and, uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, we have that, and then we have Bonnie, who is a Anatolian Shepherd and Great Pyrenees mix. Oh, 
All um, right. So she's a giant fluffy dog. Yeah. Uh, so when you said herder, um, I, I completely understand. And I can tell you the cool thing about herding dogs when they get older, when you're taking a walk, it'll always put itself in between them and the street, whether you train them or not to do that. He, he I mean, I swear to God, he does that. I keep uh-huh. thinking he's zigzagging because nope, he's he'll, trying to he'll put go you in between. Yeah, he'll go into the to the street and I'll try and walk around him and get him back on the sidewalk and he will circle around me and yep. go back. I'm like, oh, it's because dude. he knows danger is there. I'm scared of what's there. So if I'm scared of it, my job's to protect right. dad or mom or my kids. Um, because those are his kids now, not yours. Um <laughs> like that's how they view mm-hmm. um the 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 little ones. And uh so but she'll always put herself, she'll naturally stops at um what is it crosswalks mm, okay until the girls tell her like to go and we didn't train her to do this shit oh that's wild so i'm like and we, well we looked it up herding dogs have this natural ability to understand danger and how to protect from danger and so i'm like that's fucking awesome <laughs> yeah that's that is dope i mean this so this this dog was raised on a farm uh, it was 14 weeks old when we bought him. So he is a pretty good age, a little bit yeah. older than, you know, the the ideal time to take him home, but not much, Still not, you know, they not, say not like a year or two to 12 weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so we're just, you know, first of all, leash, he wasn't having at first, he was like, what are you doing to me? I've been raised on like 160 acres running around free. Yeah. Like <laughs> they, they, they kept him separated from the like field animals. Right. But they're a, you know, they're a Bernadoodle breeder. So they have other dogs that are, you know, all there. And it was, um, it was kind of uh, a, a blessing because I, I think that, I think that th- they also had a big family. So right. the dog was socialized in the house, but then still kind of kept outside. So right. at, at, but like at night, he's pretty whiny to go out and then you take him out and all he wants to do is lay in the grass. Like he doesn't, he doesn't want, <laughs> cause they, cute. they had a doggy door on their, right. like their, their boarding house. So the dogs could go inside to sleep or go out and just roam around the farm, which I was like, I can't believe, I mean, I guess they come home to the food and when you live out in the middle of nowhere, where are they going to go? <laughs> um, but they, you know, for the most part, they socialize them in the house. So when the right. kids aren't here, the dog is also like just kind of lethargic. Like when it's just Mel and I, we're like, yeah, we're going to do training and we'll play outside and we'll do this. And like, he'll play for a little bit, but then he kind of just goes and sits and waits at the door. Mm-hmm. Like where are the little ones that yeah. I am supposed to be hurting? They are always here being noisy. But um, but it's I mean it's been it's been cool. It's been really nice. You know I'm very like I said I'm very much a dog person. So it's also it's not just a healing thing for the kids. You know right. I I really missed having the the retriever around. I missed the shepherd a lot too. But she was a lot of work. She was a rescue and that was like she was always a nightmare in our first house (laughs) um but you know you don't you don't necessarily love them any less right um the one thing i don't miss is we would take them to a dog park and the first thing they would do it was a dog park that had a pond and the first thing they do as soon as you let them off the leash was just run into the pond and swim i mean you have a a shepherd and a waterfowl retriever so (laughs) that's where they're supposed to go (laughs) <laughs> then they just like no matter what they just come back smelling like fish water and you're like, yeah, oh, yeah. God. well at least you know <laughs> you're getting your exercise <laughs> but yeah i've never i've never been much for any other any other pets i know i remember my sister had a cat when we were young and my parents hated it again because my mother didn't want to deal with shedding my mother's always had poodles if uh, there was okay. like never a dog that shed i think i remember having a beagle when we grew up but it was my, it was kind of my brother's, but it just, it just lived outside. Like my dad built a doghouse for it and it lived outside on a chain. And I was like, why doesn't Bo get to come inside? You know, I remember being young <laughs> enough that I didn't understand. And he's like, well, cause he sheds hair. And I remember being like, well, sweep it up. And my mom was like, <laughs> nope, we're not dealing with it. And you want, you want to sweep it up? You can sweep it up. <laughs> and I remember being like, I'm a kid. You can't make me do work. you can't make me do things well sure enough (laughs) um but it's always been a pretty big part of my childhood at least and um 
you know, like I said, when you have kids that just love animals so much, it's like every day that went by without a dog was painful. This kid wants he wants a dog birthday party for his eighth birthday party. That's and awesome. he he wanted that before, like even before we got the dog. Right. So and I know I've talked before about how Mel is with birthday parties. So we've already got the dog, <laughs> the paw print balloons. There's oh, already like tiny dog stuffed animals for the centerpiece. We're already making, you know, it's all this stuff, gluten free awesome. cupcakes and egg free cupcakes that are going to have little dog designs on them. She's insane, but I'm so grateful because I don't have to do it. It still gets <laughs> done. You still get the smiles. <laughs> you still get the smiles from the kids, but I didn't have all I got to do is the dishes. That's great. That's the deal. Right? That's <clears throat> awesome. Um, but yeah. no, besides that, I mean, week's been pretty quiet over here. Um, do you game I mean, in anything like currently? You said you were if you were, if we weren't recording tonight, yeah. you said you were going to play something. Phasmophobia. Phasma. You mentioned it last time. Yeah, right? it it's it's strangely addictive. It's you're getting <laughs> hunted by a ghost in the house, and you go from being like a complete and just a little bitch about it of like I'm terrified because it's terrifying because they jump up, the lights flash, and they're hunting you, and you got to go hide in a closet with your group of friends. Um. And like you go from that to the center of the room with a Ouija board. Come on, hunt you motherfucker! After like twenty <laughs> games, and you're just like, yeah, you're, you're like, an ugly bitch, me. aren't you? Yeah, you you mood completely changes you. Um, like it's just it's so odd, um, but so addicting because it has this investigation. Um, okay, you there. This is PC, big, right? Or yeah, it's a it's a PC game. The graphics aren't great. Don't go in expecting something glorious. They're not bad, right? Uh, but it's definitely like an indie game, you know um but no i played that um i i get myself i downloaded elite dangerous and bought it oh nice um and uh welcome the, to the black commander i i don't <laughs> understand the game i know it it's gets, so a ship, but i don't it's like is it no man's sky or is it fallout 4 and i get the answers of yes is it monopoly <laughs> is it uno yes god damn it help me here like it's everything obviously <laughs> Yeah, I think um, if, if I didn't have the 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 fathers of the void, the the gaming dads, <laughs> did, I would not have known what to do. There, one guy, Kurt, like I remember, and um, a couple of guys actually, but but Kurt was one of the first ones that like took me literally under his wing, and he was like, "All right, we'll we'll like get you started. Here's here's this this and this. We'll go do this to get you some money so you can get your first ship, and we're gonna do this together." But it was like to the point where he was like. No, what you want to do is you want to hit R1, hold R1, and then press over on. And I'm like, why don't they tell you where to do this? <laughs> <laughs> they literally, like, I feel like I'm flying a ship that I never got a license to fly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't even know what all the buttons do. Yeah. You know, and it's hidden It's hidden in there somewhere. And I feel like there's there might be some new tutorial type stuff. But, well, I but did, even, I did. even that first tutorial I played, I was like, okay, I know the very it, basics of how to operate this machine. And that's who it. played Superman, the Superman game on the N64. Uh, I, where, where it was literally you flying through fucking hoops the entire time. Oh, like right. that shit game of like, I'm Superman. And, and there's I'm like just, no ground. Yeah, you can't you can't see the ground because they yeah. didn't want to animate the ground. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, that has a really interesting story. There's a really oh. interesting story behind that game about why it's so crap. You, do you know? Do you know it, Clay? The last I heard, and I could be wrong. The last when I looked it up is that they designed the flying mechanics and spent so much money that they couldn't literally afford to design any other part of the game. No, it was much worse. Than it that. was no, worse it was, than that. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was worse than that. Well, I'll find, I'll find it so we can talk about it next okay. time yeah. in more detail. But, uh, the, the very base of it was, it was, it was pushed through. There was, um, I think some, something, something didn't go through and suddenly these, it was one of those, like, you've got eight weeks to come up with a, with a, with oh, a no. computer game type situation. And I think he just ended up getting, whoever the devs were, ended up just getting lumpered with the reputation. I think it was one of those situations. Oh, I'll find the sucks. details. That's one of those. But it was one of those. It was like, it was like E.T., you know, yeah. the same thing that happened. With right. E. Yeah, you have one three weeks to design a Spielberg-inspired game. Yeah, get fucked. Um, <laughs> yeah. like, but and no, you don't so even I, get eight bits. Yeah, and so I started playing 
but so I started playing that a little bit because I played. I go through this phase where I want a good flying game, but I'm also right. at the phase where I want to play with people. Like I, I have a hard time playing solo games besides like very few. Um, and their games already played for Mass Effect just came out. So I've been playing that. That's one of the yep. few I can play solo. You know? I just got that. Yeah. Um, because I've played it before. So I, I know I'm comfortable. Um, so I'm like, I want a game I can play with people, but it's still good. But I want to fly because I really liked uh, Rogue Squadron. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really Yeah, that liked- was N64 too, right? Or was that GameCube Rogue Squadron? I don't remember. That was N64, I think, Rogue Squadron. Oh fucking fucking flying games. Yeah, any danger. I'm really into No Man's Sky. Um yeah, no, there's a couple I've been playing. It's, I've, I've kind of got I've gone a bit gaming wood, so I'm trying to find things a little bit, you know, something that's a little bit different. I've downloaded the Batman Telltale game and I just can't find myself getting into that. I just find night after night sometimes I'll play a bit of a game and then I end up just going back to Forza Horizon four and then just racing my heart out. I'm yeah. actually quite high in the league. It's the one game I it's one of the few games I'm really good at online. That's um that's kind of how I've been with uh Hunt Showdown. That's yeah. definitely how I've my no matter what I'm playing, like I also just got Mass Effect the Legendary Edition. Um, but it's something that I play when when like Mel's there and she wants to watch because I'm like, this was my one of my favorite solo story games of all time. So I wanted her to kind of be there and and work through it. But yeah, if it's if if my if my buddies are on who play Hunt, or even if like I'm I like I'll play something else for for 10, 15 minutes and then I'll just get bored and I'll switch back to Hunt Showdown. It's like my it's my go-to now and it's it's you know frustrating as ever because I'm not very good. But um I love it so much. I love the horror aspect of it. I love the permadeath aspect of it where you can just go in there with a hunter who's who's ranked up and lose them forever because somebody snuck you, you know. But when you get when you get the like all out gunfight it makes all those hours of suffering worth it <laughs> when you can actually have like a shootout with another team. Yeah. And then zombies come from behind you and you're like having to double, <laughs> you're like having to smack zombies off you while also, you know, watching for the more dangerous, the other bounty hunters. Right. Right. Um, you know what? That's what, that's one of the things I can't, I just can't do anymore is after a stressful day, <laughs> I can't, I can't play a game like, the last thing I need at the end of the day is like jump scares. And sure. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know that I mean? makes sense. <laughs> I do that. I know. And I do it to myself. And there are times where um, even the guys that I play with um, Joel and Luke will, will be like, well, that's enough for me. I'm going to have to <laughs> switch. We all have like our games that we switch back to. He's like, well, I'm going to play, I'm going to go play cyberpunk. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll probably swing around as miles Morales for a little while in Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> You know, because at least there I am a god. <laughs> there, but, but it, those you know, horror games have so much to like. There is something to it, though. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. of that feeling that like, because like we we talked about it a little bit. You know, feel, feeling dead, not like I'm dead inside, dead, but just like everything sucks. I want to feel alive again for a minute, right? You know, <laughs> I yeah, can't yeah. go ride a motorcycle at 100 miles an hour anymore. I mean, like, we can, but right we have safely. Misses. We have misses who would probably do or other horrible mean things before we did that. Um, <laughs> and so feeling that fear again, like I remember a handful of like a couple months ago, I told my wife, I'm like, hey, I'm going to spend 20 bucks because I need a horror game. And she goes, well, you have Dead Space. I'm like, not not I don't, I don't want to be that scared. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have limits. Like, well, Dead Space <laughs> is one of those ones because of the shadows and the ghosts. Like, oh, yeah. It, and then it's not there. No. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah, um, Dead Space was a good time, man. I liked all three of those games. Oh, don't get me wrong. I love the games. I, they're amazing. I just, I can't do it. Um, but yeah. my go-to horror game is Resident Evil. I've mm, Since mm-hmm. one, I love their jump scares and how they do it. So I downloaded, uh, not Village, uh, the precursor to Village, uh, uh, Biohazard. Yeah, seven. Okay. That's the one that I have, but I haven't played through it yet. I played like the first two minutes, dude, and I was like, oh, God, this is not dude, your grandma's alone. Resident Evil. Yep. Yeah. Oh, oh and there's God. nothing, and you're waiting for that scare, and there's nothing, and it's fucking <laughs> eating you up inside. <laughs> and yep. You're like, do it, do it. Um, and uh, yeah, I know I, you're I here from someone. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I needed that though. You know what I mean? To feel alive and like, oh, okay. So I completely understand having those going to horror games or having those go to like my personals, either Overwatch or Slime Rancher. So nice. Yeah, I um so I'm very excited to try and play Resident Evil 8 because I wanna I wanna do see all these awesome things that people are talking about. But I know that seven was a big departure for the franchise, oh, I guess. Drastically. And um, but I know it was it was pretty well received. So that's the one that I, I also just bought that, you know, I'm sure it went on sale because eight was coming out. Yeah. But I bought it and like I yeah like I said I played the intro so maybe like the first five or six minutes and I, I I got to a place where I could stop and I was like I can't I can't play like I'm gonna have to find time when it's just me because <laughs> Mel didn't want to watch it either she's like you can't play this game around me <laughs> and I was like I don't know if I can play this game <laughs> like, <laughs> I do I am a great appreciator of of the horror genre and I don't yeah. I don't think there's necessarily anything that scares me out of my wits like it used to um like ghosts and shit like that used to freak me out all the time if i watched ghost movies or anything right. like i would i would seriously not be able to sleep at night and it wasn't necessarily because i thought oh my god ghosts are real and there's going to be one here it was just the possibility of like but what if and then i right. couldn't sleep because my, my brain would not turn it off and i'd be like uh -huh. you know every little sound you're like oh god and i don't <laughs> I don't have that as much anymore, but, but the, the, the horror thing that gets me the most is I have zombie dreams. Like I have zombie apocalypse dreams. Ah, okay. And so it's not really stuff that I think about when I'm going to bed, but when I was, you know, I was rewatching the walking dead because Mel had never seen it. And, you know, several other some of like my favorite zombie movies would be watching. And then like out of nowhere, I'll have a, fucking crazy nightmare about zombies and <laughs> that's what i'm like or like or even if i play hunt too much like i play hunt for long enough and it's like the the way they've done the sound in that game in your like in your headphones the, the full yeah the full yeah. 360 degree soundscape is incredible it's one of the best sound designs i've ever had in a game oh that's awesome and so when you turn it up just loud enough, I mean, there's shit like you'll be creeping through the trees. And if something is in the bush next to you, like I've had monsters kind of growl and it really does sound like like even the little bit of Doppler effect as it passes your head because oh, you're God. walking past it when it growls. And it's just like, oh, my God, like you, just <laughs> freaking, you just light up on the couch in your seat. And so movies, it's actually... You know, because because I'm less in control of it, it's a little, I think it's a little easier to compartmentalize and just kind of be like, I'm watching this thing. I'm not experiencing this thing <laughs> in my ears. But then, but like it, it plants itself somewhere and then I'll go to bed and I'll have these <laughs> crazy dreams. And the only thing I hate is when it like, uh, all of my biggest nightmares, no matter what the theme is, is always about being powerless. And I know that that's probably got a lot to do with being a man and being a dad and being, you know, a partner, like all of those aspects of my life where I feel like I'm not, I'm not strong enough to protect you or I wasn't fast enough to, to get there in time or like whatever, like all of my biggest fears surround me being inadequate. <laughs> And so in those dreams, it's not the zombies that scare me. It's the fact that like, I can't hit them when I'm shooting or I'm out of bullets or I left somebody behind or I like, it's always like a, it's always like a male inadequacy thing that hits me in the dream, no matter what the theme is. Maybe I should, maybe I should talk about that with somebody. <laughs> Just GD podcast really helped me out tonight. fellas. <laughs> Well, no, but I mean, so I'm I'm right there with you on like feeling like that. I'm pretty sure you know we all three of us here, David included, probably has had that dream of like I'm powerless. You right. Know, like the hardest part of so the hardest part of watching your your children be born is what that you are powerless to do a goddamn thing. Yep. There's literally nothing you can do. Um, besides yeah, and watch, if you just and if you scared. say breathe, you're gonna get hit. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> You're gonna get your balls clamped on. Uh huh. Uh huh. You will. You will be sterile. Um, but no. And so, like, I think that's a common thing. I, whether it's a, an adequacy thing or not, I think it's just 
no one i don't think anyone likes feeling powerless sure just human wise even you know um and I, I think it's definitely more pushed on us for sure. But man, I I'm right there with you. You know, yeah, that I, is, that's a hard one. I don't want to assume that that men are the only ones that can have feelings right, of inadequacy right. because I feel like, you know, at least the women that I know in my life do, you know, a thousand things and get credit for maybe one of them. Right. So it's you know they I'm I'm sure there's always a sense of that like I couldn't help I couldn't do something. Right. But uh, it's it's just funny how like over time and I think even through parenting, like my fears really changed, you know, like right. my, or, or maybe maybe I, I keep saying fears. But what I mean is, you know, the things that concern me or the things that, you know, keep my mind spinning at night when I lay down becomes less and less about, you know, this thing that I got to do at work tomorrow and more and more about am I going to have enough time to, you know, to finish the project that I'm working on and then still be able to see the kids and they need, you're going to have to get dropped off tomorrow. And do I, can I, can I get there and get back? And, and, you know, I got to remember not to get frustrated if I'm feeling like I'm, you know, like I feel like most, most everything changed into this world of, am I, uh, am I being a good enough example? Or am I, am I being, uh, am I spending enough time, that they know that I love them. Right. You know, it's, it's become so much about time with me. And I think that's a lot of, you know, we were just at the beginning of this episode, we were talking about work and like that sense of working from home. And I, I know I've said before that, that quarantine and all that last year really brought me closer to the, brought all of us closer together in, in this family for our team. Cause we were, you know, not more than six months into having a house with a blended family together we had just bought the house in november and then in march we were all stuck in it at least on my weeks you know nobody could go anywhere and so um you know that sense of like we had all that time together and it was really useful and i really felt like we grew together now i feel like now that things are ramping up again like mask restrictions are being lifted again. This is, you know, May 30th for anybody who's listening, but mask restrictions are being lifted in the U S and in many States and people are, you know, my job's getting crazy busy because people want to come to summer camp. Now people want to send their kids to camp. People want classes. People want to do the stuff they've been missing out on. And I'm, you know, still kind of stuck. My, my tires in the mud, like, yeah, but remember when we could all do our job from home and and I had time to spend <laughs> with my kids and you know if one of them had a problem then I could, you know, take 10 minutes to go and sit down next to them and help them instead of trusting a teacher or a guidance counselor or somebody else to do it. It was me. I got to be that person. Right. And like I had a taste of that when I was, you know, newly a second father when when our second kid was born, I had a like a an eight week paternity leave basically where I got to work from home and then as he got to be school aged I quit my job in the theater because I I literally didn't wasn't going to make enough money to put both kids in daycare and it was it was cheaper for me to not work not pay for gas and stay home in the with the kids and then work in the evenings doing sound design and and com- composition and stuff so I, you know, that I, I had that taste multiple times of being like a stay at home dad who was, you know, bringing in a little bit of money. Right. Yeah. But I've, I have felt my true purpose in that space, you know, right. in, in being that provider because I, I, I love taking care of the home that we live in. So like I, I will vacuum in that apron and nothing else. So when honey <laughs> comes home, she knows I'm ready. And I, I will, I will do, you know, I will do the dishes and take mm-hmm. the trash out and walk the dog and, mm-hmm. you know, just, just to be able to take care of it so that when everybody's home, we can be right. together and foods cooked and, you know, all that, man, I, I want to be Betty Crocker. Or you know, <laughs> I want to, I want to, I want to be that. Um, I've had that taste. I just, you know, I right. know that it's not, it's not, uh, it's not necessarily possible right now because 
with the kids being in school, school right. is free. So <laughs> at least right. pub- public school is free ish. You pay taxes either way on it. But right. I, you know, I, I don't know. I kind of miss that. I feel like some, some people are really um, hardwired to have a career and, and feel very fulfilled by, by doing work and whether it's making a difference or making the money. And I don't think there's anything wrong with any of it. I've just realized that multiple times I feel most fulfilled when I know that I've taken care of the family unit. And when everybody goes to bed, I know that, you know, I got to be here and I got to take care of the house. I got to take care of the family. I got to make sure everyone had what they needed so that when we go to bed, we all feel safe and fulfilled to get up and do it again. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll win the lottery. Right. And we'll, (laughs) (laughs) even though we never play, I'm not a lottery player. That's never been my like dream of rich. I just hope there's an uncle out there that I've never known about. (laughs) who dies and he's like there's one key to my secret factory and if you find (laughs) if you find the box hidden it'll be be full of gold and platinum and jewels and then i get like a jumanji style adventure and rich right right all wrapped into one is like my dream come true we're gonna be the goonies and we're gonna be (laughs) we're gonna save the boondocks right so I I feel that so much. Like me, I've always wanted to work from home and or run my own business. Um, and Julia, my wife, she's the same exact way. Um, she 100% wants to, um, which it's getting to look like here soon we might be able to take that leap if necessary. Um, but, you know, time will tell on that. But no, I, I understand that want. Um, I even understand, you know, everyone's has a different fulfillment. Yeah, You know, and that's like, I think that's a big thing on dads. Like, I know growing up here in the South, if you didn't work, you didn't bring home the dough, you ain't no dad, that's women's work. You know, like, right. that, yep. that was what was taught, that bullshit narrative. Yeah, so my experience has been working for myself, um, very, very different, very difficult, because when you work for yourself, I mean, it's a lot of people think that the, you, need, you need to be a leader, not a follower, be a leader, not a follower. But the fact is, is that not everyone is made to lead. Not everyone is made to lead at oh. the highest level. Some people are middle managers. Some people, some people are very good at being both a leader and a follower. Some people need to be led a bit and they're also very good at leading. Um, but the fact is, is that being, being at the top of it, it's very difficult. It's very lonely, especially if you're starting something out on your own where you are, you know, you're not just, <clears throat> excuse me, you're not just, um, you're not just the person in charge. You are the customer service department. You are the accounting, you are the marketing, you are all of these things in the very beginning, all these things you take for granted when you've, when you've worked right. for someone else, when you make that leap, that can be a very difficult transition sometimes. Oh yeah. Well, this is for, for us wanting to get ready to like do work for our own and, you know, say damn with the man like Mike is talking about. Yeah. <laughs> it's taken like six years and I set out this goal where I told her, Hey, three things need to happen by the time I'm 35. Um, 35 is my cutoff zone for doing anything new for a while until I hit 40, like give five years, you know, like five year increments. So when I hit 35, I either want to own a coffee shop. That's also a game store. Or I want to run my own business, 3D printing, her doing art and us, you know, doing that. And then I'll work some IT or something from home and, and make a little money on the side, you know. Um, but I have until 35 to do that. And so, and I set that goal when I was 25. So about like, you know, I have 10 years to accomplish an achievable goal. Yeah, that's um, realistic. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but also, but realizing that like, oh shit, I need to know marketing. Oh shit. I need to know this. Right. Oh, shit, oh shit. Oh shit. Hey, um, if money doesn't come in, it is your fault. It's not because the check didn't deposit, you know, like right. just working through the emotional effect of like, I could literally fuck everyone over I care about, or we could be really, really happy. There's no in between, you know, <laughs> like that's sure. Terrible. So achievable, but that's a lot of pressure. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But, but realizing kind of like you were talking about, you love doing the home stuff. Like that is like you love it. That's yeah. where learning that, hey, I have a partner. 
who I need her to lead in these areas because she's better at it than I am. I don't, I, you know, and, and that's okay. And most guys would be like, no, you gotta, you gotta do it all. Gotta do it all. And it's like, no, you, you married this person or are with this person. They, mm -hmm. them, whoever it is, because you, you, you complete the uh, half of a whole thing. Right. So they're going to be better than you in some things. That's okay. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, ugh. absolutely. She can't play hunt for shit. So <laughs> she can't play hunt showdown at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I, I love how that's where you go to <laughs> like it hit me a little late but I love that like that's where she can't play hunt for shit yeah and I'm like yeah no okay. good man I'm like look I'm, I'll take the dog out but you gotta stay with the guys and kill anybody that tries <laughs> to kill them and she's like what do the buttons do and I'm like oh come on <laughs> no well it's you know it's it's good I think that um <laughs> I think it's it's definitely it's definitely helpful when you have a a, a supportive partner. I think yeah. it certainly can be can be difficult when you're when you're on your own. But um, you know, I, I will admit too that that those those times being on my own, I learned a lot about myself. So right. I think that you know I want to make sure that no matter where anybody is in their life when they're listening to this, right. you can always you can always find something to take out of your situation. I think, I think you can always, I don't want to say like you find, make the best of every situation. Cause that's, <laughs> that's a little too Yogi foo foo for me, but right. <laughs> I will say that you absolutely can find something to learn in every situation, right. whether you're, you're alone. And you know, for right. me, I'm a huge people person, which may be evident by how much <laughs> I talk by um, your D&D &D character alone like <laughs> like that we did yes <laughs> yeah so the amount that that's the joy that i get from communicating with other human beings is is apparent but right. um you know i learned a lot about who i was when i was down and out and on my own and and right. uh, you take that those all those pieces that you learn about yourself just make a, a bigger you or a, or a more you, you, you know, the further you go in life, you're, you're creating, finding the own pieces, finding your own pieces to put together. There's some puzzle thing. I don't know. We opened up with, with like how to interrogate your kid. And now we're coming to the end here. And it's like, we're from gaming dads being you be a more you, you be more of a you <laughs> than anyone who's not you could be. <laughs> is the final that's like gear login for anyone who's watched gear login uh was it be but believe in me that the believes in you that believes in you wait what <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> yes this is this is what happens when you lose power halfway through recording your podcast this is what happens when matt is not here oh man like you need the captain for the ship otherwise you just go round and around and around I mean, it's just us uncool kids here. Like, I mean, you know, um, none of us were the most popular person in our town. He's never gonna live that. Down. <laughs> none of us could play professional soccer if we had wanted to. <laughs> none of us have people randomly. I never have anyone on the street drive by especially and be like the queen. Especially the queen, drive by and be like, "Gaming gods." <laughs> or like, "Mom, here's my music. Hey, song of day, May. I love it." <laughs> nobody does that so we need matt the world needs matt oh, oh. Right. so do we have before we go do we have any comments that we want to read anything we found oh i do so i do have one review that i haven't Yay. read yet but we need we need more to come in um yes or or i need to look harder i don't know um <laughs> It's because the only places right now for anyone listening that you can um, really leave a review for the podcast, which is something that I, I want to be able to read, you know, when you guys send us comments, there's multiple yep. ways you can do it. You can go to recommend us on Facebook and leave a five star review on Facebook on the GD podcast page. Um, you can go through Apple podcasts and you can. Uh, review the podcast on Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review there. Five stars is very important because then we will be seen more and more people will hear us uh -huh. and then we can all quit our jobs. Right. Um, the third thing you can do is you can send us an email. You can email gamingdadspod 
at gmail.com. And if you don't feel like writing that down right now, it's in all of the links that we provide. We have a yep. big, we have a big link and, and everything's on the GD podcast descriptions where you can reach us. Um, so yeah. And if you want to just send us a review or tell us, you know, if there was something that you heard in the show that you liked, uh, we would love to hear from you. If you're in the gaming dads community, if you're in the gaming dads, Facebook group, find one of our posts and say, you know, tag GD podcast, either mm-hmm. with a hashtag or the at GD podcast, probably hashtag is easier right. and tell us, Hey, I listened to this episode and you guys suck. Or I listened to this episode <laughs> and it changed my life or anything in between you suck and you are life changing. And I will gladly read these uh, on the pod so here's a review um it's very close to home this review says as the partner of a gaming dad i've thoroughly enjoyed listening the hosts have great rapport and aren't afraid to share the good the bad and the ugly about gaming fatherhood and partnership if you are that partner that sits next to your gamer wondering what they're talking about over the headset gd podcast is for you keep up the good work hell yeah yeah and that is from tits mcgee (laughs) <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. I read it wrong. That's from Melissa. That's from my part. <laughs> That's what I call her. <laughs> that is awesome. Thank you. Because um, that's what we're going for. You know, we're, I mean, this is what we talk about on the headsets. You know, yeah, we're going to be sitting there, you dumbass. Every now and then it's going to happen. <laughs> but guess what? Most of the time, it's just like, it's fucking sucked this week. It's been great. Like, it's, it's life, you know? Yeah. So, but hell yeah. Well, it's been awesome. Um, y'all be sure to give a like, go to those places, email us, let us know. Um, we're going to read the reviews no matter who you are, whether you're a partner of a gaming dad, whether you're a gaming dad, um, whether you're a kid of a gaming dad that's listening to the show even. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you, you know, uh, preferably 18 and up on some of those, but I mean, <laughs> your own prerogative. Um, but leave a message, let us know. Um, we'd love to hear from you. You're why we do this. Um, without the Gaming Dad community, we wouldn't be here. This wouldn't be a thing. That's so, right. Um, we do it for you guys and gals and, and peoples out there. So um, be sure to follow the links. Check us out on wherever you're listening to us is the best place to get it because it's where you're at right now. Uh, be sure to subscribe <laughs> so when a new episode is out, um, it automatically will download and you'll be up to date on the most current GD podcast things. And, um, yeah, it's been awesome, guys. So, Yeah, thank you so much for taking the time tonight. Everyone let Matt know um, how amazing he is. Yes. All right. See you guys. Thank you all for listening to the GD Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and follow Gaming Dads and the GD Podcast across social media. You can reach the show with the hashtag GD Podcast or at GamingDadsPod at gmail.com. For more information... Hey Dad, are you recording? God damn it!